What is going on, everybody? This is Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of The Legion of Raw. And uh, Vince, man, uh, we didn't talk about this uh, uh, off air. We were talking about the Denver Nuggets uh, winning the uh, championship. But uh, I'm going to let you anchor as much as possible, man, because uh, my back is it feels like someone is stabbing me oh i'll anchor i'll anchor bro because i'm all hopped up on the denver nuggets bro listen man i remember watching the nuggets in the old aba against the nets uh playing in long island the nassau coliseum and the denver nuggets always had a good team bro never david thompson played on the denver nuggets for crying out loud dan issel they had a great team never won a championship and i gotta tell you chris this game was going down to the wire while that tag team match was in the ring. And I'm like, if if anybody was watching Owens and Zane against the uh, the uh, uh, the Emporium uh, instead of that basketball game, you're an idiot. <laughs> I, I mean that that's all I could say, bro. It went down to the wire, bro. It kept going back and forth. If the Nuggets would have lost, they would have had to go back to Miami, bro. Not going to let that happen. Yeah. And at the end, they wound up winning. But like I said, bro, there's a there's a tag match on the other channel. And if you gave one single crap about that, then you're you're, you're just not a sports fan. I um I always I figured they were going to win in five. Uh, that was my guess. Um, and it's pretty cool to see uh, a first time, you know. First time ever champions. The uh, franchise started in 67 in ABA. It became the Nuggets in 74. And to see that after the franchise being, you know, 56 years old and the Nuggets franchise being 49 years old. And it's good. And it's cool to see that. And it's cool to see it their first ever championship at home, too. So. Yeah. Well, bro, the good thing about it is they've been really good the last couple of years. But, bro, every year Jamal Murray got hurt. And every year, like for the last three years, they didn't have Jamal Murray for the playoffs. Yeah. This was the first year they had him. And uh, that that really was a difference maker. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Bulls fan, and Jimmy Butler left the Bulls. And uh, – plays for Miami now so yes, he does yeah like that uh-huh. so that's how I feel about the the heat so let's All talk right. about this show let's talk because about bro let me tell you why I'm cracking up I am cracking up I am going total totally hysterical bro because now the tail is wagging the dog because now they have a 10 minute promo with the idiots singing because for months and months and months, Seth Rollins kept begging him on. And what did I say, bro? What did I say? I said, this is God-awful TV. If you're there, it's one thing. If you're watching from home, this is a channel changer. This is god-awful TV, and Rollins doesn't understand the business enough to know when to shut them down because he's a mark for himself, and he gets off on them singing over a stupid song. So now you've got a total segment 
where neither guy could even think straight. Finn Balor was so freaking rattle, rattled. And bro, this is this is where this is where Rollins is a freaking rookie. Because all Rollins has to say is, you know what? Let him talk. Let him talk. Let's all get a good laugh. All he, all he has to do is shut them down. Mm-hmm. He can control them, bro, when he wants them to sing. But you mean to tell me he can't shut them down so Finn Balor can cut his promo? So the both of them are standing there absolutely lost because now you got them singing for a 10-minute segment. And why, bro? Because for months and months and months, you egged it on and egged it on and egged it on. And now they've totally hijacked the show. They had you, you've got two guys out there that had zero control. Bro, a pro wrestler, not amateur wrestlers, a pro wrestler is supposed to have a crowd in the palm of his hand. And let me tell you something, bro. I've been in that situation. I've been in the ring. I cut promos in the ring. And I'm always listening to the crowd. And you've got to know, bro, when to turn them up. And you've got to know when to turn them down. And you had two guys, bro, that look like deer in the headlights out there because they had no idea how to control that crowd. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I think it's very true. I mean, this is entertainment. So that will be like two people doing a scene and then there's a bunch of hecklers in the crowd and they just yeah. kind of just stop and listening to the hecklers for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like you got to learn how to control the hecklers in the crowd. That's part of it, bro. That is part of your job. And I can't believe he didn't make an attempt to shut them down and they just went on and on and on. And that was that was perhaps the worst 10 minutes maybe in the history of this show. Now, Vince, you produced for years. So if, you know, both of them know how long their segment time is supposed to be. So say, for instance, it's supposed to be six minutes. And because of all of the, you know, uh, heckling and heart, whatever they call it, the battle hymn, I think that's what they call it. They added an extra 10 minutes. So if it goes about 10 minutes over, when Seth and Finn comes to Gorilla from the curtains, what would you say something? What would you say to them when they came back? I wouldn't say anything to them because Vince would be up in them. He Vince would be all over them. And then here's what happens. Here's what happens, Chris. Now somebody else is going to get cut short. And guess what? Now they're pissed off. Yeah. The people getting cut short are now pissed off. And I and, and I got to tell you, bro, if I'm Finn Balor and we get behind that curtain, I'm saying to Seth, are you happy now, bro? Yeah, right. Are you happy? You created a monster out there. Yeah. And if you are a professional, bro, you should have been able to shut them yeah. down. And, bro, the funny thing was, like, even Seth, you could see it on his face. He didn't even know what to do. Bro, that's that's instinct. That is instinct, bro. You've got to know what to do. You've got to know how to handle that situation. I kind of I kind of think he knew what to do because he was smirking. I just think that he was so enamored by that. The marks are in the ring. The right. mar- bro, yeah. all we, we all we gotta do is go back 
two weeks ago when we saw the footage of him sleeping with Hulk Hogan dolls. I was a wrestling fan, bro. I wasn't sleeping with wrestling buddies. Okay, bro. That's a mark. And the marks have made it to the ring. And you can tell in instances like this. Bro, yeah. you, you, you're going to tell me something like that is going to go on with a Kevin Nash and Scott Hall in the ring? Really, bro? Something like that's going to go on with a Roddy P Piper in the ring? Where he's going to let the audience just take over the show for 10 minutes? Are you are you high, bro? That that's a testament to the lack of control that the actor has if the crowd is hijacking the show yeah you, know? you bro you said the perfect example a comedian it happens to comedians all the time you think at that point a comedian turns it over yeah. to the heckler that that that's what you did you turned it over to the hecklers bro yeah, he just let them just heckle. You know, just, nah, you can't. It's, it. it's horrible, bro. I've been saying this for freaking months. It's atrocious, bro. This is the way you've conditioned the crowd. Yeah, indeed. All right, let's uh, get these super chats before we get to the segments. Carl, $2. I think you guys are doing an awesome job. Thank you very much, Carl. Appreciate it. Man. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, my friend. John, 199 super chat. Vince was wondering about stories about Yokozuna. I, 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 I don't have stories about Yokozuna, but I happen to be lucky enough when, when Yoko was there. And, and that, that's what I mean, bro. Like, you're going to put Yokozuna and Seth Rollins in the same sentence. I, I mean, really, this, this guy commanded so much respect in the back mm -hmm. and Chris, you know, just a man of very, very few words but had respect from the entire locker room. You know, I got to see, you know, bro, you know, like a, a, after his matches, he he would be hurting, bro. Like he would have to, you know, take a few minutes, get worked on. That was a big man getting yeah. around the ring. But, um, you know, a, a, a great a great guy, bro, a great human being, and 1,000% respected from the locker room. Now, were you um... – head riding when he i know not when i was, was never team. head riding when yoko was there not at all not at all when he was with cam Cornette, uh with uh team with owen and he was no, not team. at all no, huh. no you were there uh, i was in, there in the magazine yeah yeah okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah yeah okay because it was well, yeah it was right uh, it was oh you're talking bro you're probably talking like 95 maybe 96 but probably I think, 95 I think him and owen won the tag titles in 96 maybe 96 right. yeah but yeah yeah there were camp Cornette. so yeah. i think bundy came back for a for a he did back yep and i i was doing magazine when bundy came back gotcha gotcha um let's see here uh we have joseph 499 Rollins' job is to help get his opponent over, and him letting the fans hijack the show means he failed at his job. See, here's what I love about sports, kid and nation. Joseph, you are 100% right. Bro, the object is for both guys to get each other over. Yeah. That is the object. Finn Balor was buried out there, bro. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And like I said, all, all, all Rollins had to say is, you know what? Let, let him talk. Yeah. Let, let's get a good laugh. Let's see what he has to say. That's yeah. all he's got to do, bro. You've yeah. got to shut them down. I agreed. Joseph also says 999. 
Why did WWE wait over 10 years to finally give Natalia a character change? Nobody cares about her, so it's too late, by the way. Congrats. Denver Sally's been 50 years of failure for my next. Bro, I think uh, Natalia is one of those individuals, bro. 16 years. 16 years she's been there. Totally taken for granted. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry, bro. When I worked with a wrestler that was there for 16 years, they were royalty to me, and that's how they got treated. She probably has seen who, who would have more seniority than her at that company right now? The female period. Period. Uh, Ziggler and Miz have been around around. around okay, around. Ziggler and Miz. No female is even close, and she she basically gets treated like uh, you know uh, opening act. Which is a shame because it's not just the 16 years, bro. It's the lineage. It's the family name. It's the history. And, and, and you don't, you don't have time to create a story for her. Shame on you, bro. Shame on you. They, um, she had a couple of runs. Uh, I know Tamina came when the Usos did, um, I think that was around, uh, it's been about 12 or so, uh, somewhere around there. Um, so you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else, podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. But yeah, when it comes when it comes to Natalia, though, it's crazy that she's been there that long. And she there was a couple of times where she was in uh storylines but she's never really been into in a in a major storyline you know what i mean like she's just been used as a utility player for most of that time and talk about you know people keep talking about she's the winningest you know female of all time she's been here 16 years and so that piles up when it comes to those wins but let's not overlook the losses and the farting gimmicks and stuff like that. She was a part of, and she's just been mistreated. She respects, she, she deserves for them to do. She has earned that bro. And and if I'm a writer there, if I'm trips, nobody has to tell me that she, she has earned the right to at least attempt to write a story for her, bro. I think one of my favorite parts of Natalia's run was uh, when they were, I think they called themselves Pin Up Strong or something like that, when she was teaming with uh, Beth Phoenix. I think that was a pretty good uh, time in her career because she looked like, you know, a bad apple, basically, with her, yeah. and, with her and Beth Phoenix. They had that feel to her, uh, the, to themselves. And if the tag team titles were around then, I think they should have had, like, a, a very long run at them. But other than that, she's been thrown around a couple times, won some titles, but not too much. Uh, yeah. uh, Adam Pierce we uh, presents Rhea Ripley with the w- women's world championship now. Um, Bro, I'm just I'm so confused with all these belts. Is, is that just a new belt to replace the belt she has? 
I'm so confused, bro. With so these this actually clears it up a lot more because you know I I would intentionally make this confusing because it was confusing. So, and I've said this plenty of times. I think they should have a WWE Women's Championship and a World Women's Championship, and that's what they did actually last Friday. They presented the WWE Women's Championship to Oscar. Although here comes the confusing part again. On the belt, on Oscar's belt, it says "Undisputed Champion" on there. Like on the new belt. So it says undisputed champion on Asuka's new belt, but Rhea Ripley's the world champion though. So it's not undisputed. <laughs> so it's like again, it it's it's super weird, man. Like, why would you I heard some I heard some people in the back didn't like the fact that they had undisputed champion on the woman's belt, on Asuka's woman's belt, because it is really weird. But I, at least they at least they made belts where when they do the drafts, they can switch over and not be brand specific. So I, I do appreciate that. So yeah, uh, I figured it would be a variation of the, uh, the men's, you know, world championship. So that's what they did. Uh, she gets cheered, but Dominic Mysterio comes and just s- <laughs> swallows her up in heat, man. And then that leads to a Cody segment. And uh, then you have the money, in the bank match. Bro, this, I, I just have here, bro. This this whole this whole opening promo was so boring, and and the dialogue was so cliche-ish. And I mean, I mean bro, then 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 we go right into the predictable match. Hmm. Miz is not going to beat Cody Rhodes, so let's get this to about nine. Well, no, 8.35-ish. Let's see, 35 minutes here with a very bad opening promo and a very, very predictable match to start the rest of the night. Yeah. Do you think it's a good idea to throw Dom into this feud with Cody? His last big feud was against Randy Lost, and he's really building up this heat. This is just a blow-off until SummerSlam. But that's, that, 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 that's what they're looking at, Chris. They're looking at he's got all this heat, so it doesn't. it's not going to matter if he loses to Cody. That's, that's how they're looking at it. Do you think it's too early to have him be the fall guy to, to wrestlers like that, or should they build up more heat for Dominic? I, I don't know, bro. He's still me personally. This is just me. He's still not somebody I take seriously. Yeah. And why don't I? Here's why I don't take him seriously, guys. I'm just being honest with you. I love Rey Mysterio. I, 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 I love Dominic. I am talking about as a television viewer. He looks like a kid, bro. He just looks like a kid. He doesn't look. You know, bro, when you had heels in the past, they were still, they could have been chicken, you know what heels, but they were still threatening heels. Like Jeff Jarrett would be a perfect example. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett could be the greatest chicken, you know what heel in the world, but he, he had some size to him. He had some bulk to him and he was a great wrestler. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio from day one, bro, has just always come across to me as looking like a kid. I'm yeah. sorry. That's that's my opinion. That's it. And even the, quote, smaller guys had a posse with them. You know what I mean? And so that's what made them more have a, a stronger presence. You know, Shawn Michaels had Diesel. You know what I mean? Ric Flair 
it was was a smaller you know uh wrestler compared to all the big people at the time but he had the horsemen you know i mean so people had a posse with them in order to i mean shane you know he was a heel back in the day he was a lot smaller than what he what he is now and he had a mean street posse with him you know what i mean so these types of heels although they didn't look threatening so to speak they had a heavy or two or three with them to make them look bigger now it's like your heavy's rhea ripley but no man can touch her and she's always in man's faces and and slamming people but she's your heavy and it's making you look weaker because no one can touch her. So I, I, I don't like the dynamic they're doing with Dom and Rhea. I know that it's getting Rhea a lot, is getting Rhea heat and is bleeding over. And I, that's the positive out of it to me is because they're really trying to keep Rhea as a heel, which I can respect them bleeding Dom in that. If the point is to make another baby face over whoever that baby face is going to be. So I do like that. I will say that. So if Rhea continue to um, be over as a heel, who in the next year would you put against her? Say, for instance, let's do some early predictions of WrestleMania. If Vince Russo had the books, who would you put as a WrestleMania opponent for Rhea Ripley right now? Chris, I got to tell you this, bro. I have to tell you this. They're not booing heels and cheering baby faces. That they're doing this crowd, this mock crowd is doing what they think the cool kids should oh, do. Oh, for sure. I've said that. So I've the said the cool kids. kids are cheering Rhea Ripley. Yeah. The cool kids are telling Bronson Reed to squash Nakamura again. The yeah. cool kids are booing Dominic Mysterio out of the building. There are no baby faces and heels, bro. This, this is a crowd that desperately wants to be the cool kids so so it's 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 all it's all it's all fake bro it's all it's it's not real heat like i said bro i'm gonna I, i'm gonna go back to george the animal steel mm -hmm. when he used to get his escorted to the ring with police the police didn't know if this was a work or a shoot sure. okay that's heat bro yeah, that's that's right. it. Not, not. It's it's cool to sing while Seth Rollins comes out. Yeah. It is cool to boo so Dominic can't get a word out. It's it, it, this is not heat. This is not people being over and having heat. This is not that, bro. And I I agree with you, Vince. And I'm you know as a traditionalist when it comes to wrestling, I'm like, man, I'm trying my best to think of. Who's going to get over? I say this all the time. Who's going to get over? And if they're using Dominic to make Rhea look like a threat to make a baby face over, I'm for that. But I agree with you as far as what you're saying, because I think of things psychologically all the time. It's a whole different. I was looking at something. Um, it was some documentary. Um, I forgot. I look at document. I love documentaries. And just the, uh, oh, you know what? I was looking at a documentary, but I was looking at recently uh, Pawn Stars, and Booker T was on Pawn Stars, and because there were some boots that uh, someone sold, uh, and then Chum Lee and um, the uh, the 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 owner, I forgot his name. Uh, they they Rick, went to Rick, Rick, I think. There Rick. you go, there you go, Rick. Um, Rick and Chum Lee, they went to 
the Real- reality of wrestling uh, promotion. They went to Houston and Chum Lee wanted to get in the ring. Right. And so it was just so simple. He did like uh, a bump. He took a wrist lock. They did a collar and elbow. He sold, you know, uh, just he kind of like wrapped his ankle up, Chum Lee's ankle up. He sold it and he he uh, looked, he, he reached for the, the ropes. And I'm like, that was just so simple. But I was buying into that Booker T versus Chum Lee <laughs> much more than what I am now yeah. because it was the character. It was the build. It, was, it didn't take a lot of wrestling. It was character to me. And I was looking at something else and I was like, man, you know what I realized in growing up as a pro wrestling fan, it really didn't take much. Like it didn't take much. And we've became such this bloodthirsty crowd that because it's so niche, it's became tribalistic. Mm-hmm. And because because it's became tribalistic, any outsiders, aka casual fans, y'all are the enemies because this is like a fraternity now of, of pro wrestling fans. That's the reason why it's all about cheering who we want to cheer right now, booing who we want to boo right now. And that's the reason why it's so fickle now. But you know what? Casual fans l- like me, bro, you can have this. Yeah. We, we, we don't, we <laughs> right. don't want this. Chris, right. I, I'm, bro, listen, every, every other Monday, I review the attitude era for Russo's brand.com. Mm-hmm. Bro, there are no finishes in these matches. The, the, the stories continue in these matches. You get the finish at the pay-per-view. Yeah. That And you know what, bro? Nobody gave a crap that there <laughs> weren't finishes. Yeah, Nobody. Right. Bro, I swear to God, I watched an episode of Raw today. In two hours, there must have been one finish. Yeah. Nobody cared, bro, because that's how stories are getting For progressed. Sure. Now, finally, we get to the big one. Now you're going to have your 20-minute match, and now you're going to have a finish. But I don't. we went from that to every match having a finish. Yeah. So now we got to do 50-50 yep. booking, bro, yep. and nothing means anything. No one's going nothing, on. No one cares. And as far as casual fans like me, bro, you can have this. Yeah. We, yeah. we have no interest in this. Yeah. And it's like, and you you get the crowds, you get the you get the the Seth Rollins battle him crowds, not caring because that's like their fraternity cry. It's like their fraternity thing. Like this is what we do in the frats, you know. Because I, I've known plenty of people in the frats, and I was actually about to join one about twenty years ago, and so I'm I, I got really into knowing about frat life and stuff like that. So I I know the tribalism and you know the initiation and just the 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 tight-knit us and them type of mentality when it comes to fraternities like that and if it's like we're going to make what we want to make and and we're going to very spotty it's like okay we're we okay let's see let's let's sing judas you know okay cool let's 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 all just sing judas today guys okay Let's all just sing Seth Rollins. Okay, let's all just sing with Cody. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's like an invitation of like, hey guys, you ready? Like, we're all gonna sing with Cody. We're gonna sing with Seth. We're gonna sing with, 
And every single week you get that type of, of, of crowd. And then you have casual fans or even people at home that are like bridge fans, what I call them like me, we're watching it. And we're like, man, like I'm not one of you and I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, not, not I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with that. I don't want to be. Yeah. And I, I like, and it's like, they are like, they're not one of us. They're not one of us. And we're like, yeah, good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly, bro. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty, it's gotten pretty, pretty tough, man. It's gotten, gotten pretty sad. Uh, I look at uh, certain comments um, within, I'm on Facebook a lot. And I'm like, man, I, I shake my hand because people are just so, like a lot of people who are still really ingrained in the in the product, they just like you said, man. I mean, they'll nibble whatever is in the table. They'll just eat at it away. And I was people were re- really getting uh, uh, happy about certain things that like EO, you know, Shirai. And I like EO as a competitor, but it's just like people were getting super excited about that. Like people are like, yeah, LA Knight and EO sky should win the uh, money, in the bank match. And I'm like, it's a head scratcher for me because when I think of world champions, I'm, I'm think of just like you said, David Letterman, Jay Leno, like your Arsenio hall, like you're going on subway, subway commercial yeah, commercials. Absolutely. Right. You're going on shows you're transcending the business you're promoting the show by being larger than life now la knight great talker but have you built him strong enough to be the guy of the company no you haven't and it's like eo and i like i like eo but is eo at her spot right now can you Put her as money in the bank, have her cash in, and have her be on Jay Leno the night after. You know what I mean? It's like I, I don't I just don't see it, man. That, that's that's just on me. I, I don't see it, man. So yeah. all right, let's get into these super chats. Uh lots of super chats, man. Thank you all, SK Nation. We have uh young reckless 499 super chat. <laughs> Do you think Finn was better when he had the Balor Club theme? Um, if I'm if it's Balor Club thing, I think it was just the theme before this one. Uh, man, you know, let me ask you this, Vince. Let me turn over to you. Like, from what you have seen from Finn Balor on his main roster run in WWE, what do you think? Do you think that he was ever that spot? Because he was Universal Champ for one day. Do you think that he was ever the main event spot? And if so, where do you think it turned the corner for him? Bro, the only thing, the only thing that was ever impressive to me was the demon's entrance Hmm. because he didn't even know how to work like the demon. Like he, he but the demon and bro, other than that. Yeah. What, what, what I don't know what am I supposed if you say okay Vince here's here's Finn Balor we want you to cling to this guy okay what am I clinging to g- 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 give me something yeah. where I care one way or the other I either hate this guy or I either love this guy 
Yeah. Bro, there's nothing there for me. There is, a, bro, let, let's face it, Chris. Come on, man. They signed him. Triple Eight signed him because he was a great little hand. That you know he had the reputation, you know, on on the on the you know indie scene of being a great worker, and that's what you've got, bro. Everybody's a great worker, bro. You you got a locker room full of great workers, and guess what? Nobody cares, man. Nobody cares. And to my point, Vince, he was a smaller guy who had a posse. Like he founded the book, the book club. You know what right. I mean? So, right. so right. that was one of those things that he had a character in New Japan. That why why does WWE and and you worked with WWE and you know the mind of Vince? Uh, why do you think WWE dumbs down? characters so much and and present what we see now and and before because there's wrestlers in charge and mm. not writers mm. they're wrestlers bro they're wrestlers that's so why you, so you see wrestling so you see wrestlers basically booking a bunch of wrestling matches yes that, um, that's it that's that's the show that that is bro. I'll give you the per, I'll give you a perfect example, Chris, as we go down this show. But I, I another thing I want to point out. So, uh, uh, Gunther and the other dude Ludwig. They they beat the snot out of, um, Riddle. Mm -hmm. Was Riddle not with Zayn and Owens like two weeks ago? Yes, indeed. Well, so, bro, I swear to God, this is what I thought was actually going to happen. So they're in the back. Riddle's getting the snot kicked out of him. And, and I do believe, bro, the situation was Riddle helped them out mm -hmm. when they needed another guy in a six-man tag. So, you know, the argument could be they actually owe Riddle one, sure. but Riddle helped them out and was the mystery partner. Now he's back there. He's out there getting his butt kicked. These two are in the back arguing like two girls. Bro, you know what I thought was going to happen? Because let me tell you what, what's happening if I'm writing the show. If I'm Riddle, bro, if I'm Riddle and these two guys are kicking the snot out of me, now when they have the match against these two guys, I'm going back out there. And I'm laying out Owens and Zane mm. for not helping me when these guys, that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That's a Vince Russo show. And guess what? Uh, guess what, Chris? That's your cliffhanger going into next week. Yeah. But, but we, we got a great cliffhanger tonight. Oh, God, about babies went over, bro. We got mm -hmm. a great. And bro, let me tell you something. This guy, Gunther, literally took Zammy's head off with the lariat and Zane kicked out. Kicked out. You, you yeah. kill this guy. Yeah. Look, bro, let me tell you something. If it's 62 years old, I've got a 50-50 shot at pinning Sami Zayn. I got a 50-50 chance. I don't want to get into my Scott Steiner math. <laughs> if, if Gunther can't beat Sami Zayn, I'm sorry, bro. You you totally totally buried this dude yeah yeah it's funny that you notice that i know this is the same thing too i'm like wait a minute this lariat that gunther does to make him look like a cyborg 
you're like Sammy Zayn's kicking out of this. Bro, remember Stan Hansen? Stan Hansen oh, used the yeah. lariat. Remember that, bro? Oh, yeah. the, the, the guy was knocked unconscious with yeah. the lariat. Yeah, yeah. He, he uh, him and Vader used to go at it with uh, with uh, with uh, just shoot fighting, and man, he used to decapitate people in Japan. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, you and Vince called it. They both they changed both women's titles names. Yes, South is crazy. <laughs> Lol. Uh, Rollin 999. Can Rollins shut the crowd up? I'm not sure. Uh, they wanted to sing over Rollins. The fans acting independent of Rollins proves that it's the chanting of that non-lyrical sound that is over, not Rollins. That's what I just said, bro. Exactly. Like there, there's no real heat. There's no real baby faces. They, like Rollins said, they want to sing the song. They yeah. don't give a crap about Seth Rollins. They want to sing the song. I've mentioned that before as far as I don't see I don't see Rollins now Rollins you know I, I want to be fair uh Rollins is a very athletic guy you know great you know very good in the ring and he's a main event star but I've said this before like if you were to place this song on anybody and who had a quirky personality the song is going to get over regardless who it, who it is it just so happened to be on Seth Rollins because if you think about it, that was a decision that the fans made when the fans made it. Seth Rollins has had this song for years. You know what I mean? So that was something that it just, it just came in a wave, you know, things come in waves and this came in a wave, you know, and the wave of singing with Seth Rollins song is there. And it's going to get old and people are going to start booing it when people like to see him punk chants. Like it became a wave and people started to chant CM Punk. And then after a while, people started to literally boo CM Punk chants. Like people say, what every still and Austin hates it now, you know, I mean, because people say what? And there's sometimes people boo, people say what? It's like you're trying. There's some, there's some people from the like old frat that came back to the college like eight years later and they're doing like the hip stuff from eight years ago and like the frat boys now are like no we, you know that's <laughs> that's old school we don't do that no more like like pipe down we don't do that no more and like they give them the new stuff and the the old frat boy does the new stuff to still try to fit in you know what i mean and so yeah. that that's what we're getting man when we're, when we're having with when we're having pro wrestling and fandom we're getting a bunch of tribalism and people just wanting to be relevant man and it, it, it's it's a it's a cult-like following and i think there's a psychological phenomenon called belongingness and so it's just basically people wanting to fit in and wanting to be a part of a, of a crowd. Now you have a lot of this bloodthirsty crowd because there's a concept of psychological phenomena called Schadenfreude. It actually is German for harm joy. So you want to see like people naturally want to see people. They have joy in people getting harmed. That's the reason why, for instance, like if someone's out in the street and there's some big fight, Instead of calling 911 nowadays, people are more prone to throw their, you know, pull their phones out and, and videotape it and, and post it on social media. You know what I mean? Instead of just be really um, focused on tending to the, to the harm. And there's also 
a concept called the bystander effect. So the bystander effect is basically when someone is less likely to help out harm when there's a group of people around. And so all those psychological phenomenons in 2023 WWE pro wrestling is just a combustible element of markdom. Basically and here's the problem. Here's the problem. They play to it. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah. the more they play to it, bro, the more you're alienating oh, yeah. the, the rest of the world. Yeah. And like you said, bro, what you're doing is you are creating a cult. Oh, That's yeah. exactly absolutely. what you're doing, bro. And you know what? Every month, uh, every Tuesday when the numbers come in, there you go, bro. There's your cult. 1.8 million people, bro. Congratulations. I saw Rampage's numbers did like abysmally low last week uh, or a week, week before. It was it was one of the lowest numbers they've ever had, man. And I'm like, man, it's getting it's getting really bad. But that niche, and then you start to like people start, and that's the reason why I see like a lot not the the product isn't really growing as a whole because the 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 marks the the, the people inside the the cult so to speak is pushing out the outsiders right and so and so they're not growing because the insiders doesn't want people who aren't one of them to come in yes. <laughs> so and so and the problem with that is the promotions are playing to the house way too much okay what do y'all want okay y'all got it what do y'all want okay y'all yeah. got it and that's not a way to grow that's that's bad business man that's yep. a really bad business yep. because no two people are going to want the same thing if you really think about it you know what i mean when it comes to the product as a whole this person wants this this person wants eo shirai to win this person wants zoe stark to win and it's like do you how do you cater that's the reason why we have the 50 50 so much because you want to cater to this crowd by having Shinsuke win. And then you want to cater to this crowd by having Bronson Reed win. Oh, but what about people who like Ricochet? Oh, what about people who like, and it's like 50, 50 every yeah. time, all yeah. the time, not building stars. So yeah. uh, here we go. We have Zoo Bear Talk TV, $5. Thank you much. Just showing some love. We got Steve Soleil. Sole, 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 sole. Do y'all think Natalia ever got the push she deserves because she never gave in to the sexual predator? <laughs> no, I think I, I, I listen, guys. I never met Natalia, and you know, I mean, I worked with the the whole rest of her family. Never met her, bro. I think she's probably one of those people that are too nice for the business. Mm. In other words, bro, I think she gets taken advantage of mm. because she is nice. You know, the old, oh, it's Natalia. She'll be okay. Yeah. That That's that's the impression I get. Yeah. Alex, 499 Super Chat. Boo. Vince, what you put Booker T in your top 10 as far as guys who legit wouldn't want to fight any good booker stories that maybe we've never heard you know that's a great question alex Thanks. because i don't listen man i'm not too sure booker t could take stevie ray hmm. <laughs> you know first of all you got to understand stevie ray was the older brother bro yeah booker t was the baby 
So I I don't even know if you could put Booker, but yeah, no, bro, I would never, I would never mess with uh, e- either one of those guys. You know, and again, you know, Alex, you know, you ask about Booker T. You know, I just talked about Natalia. This was a guy that was very nice and very given and always being taken advantage of at WCW. And that's when I got there and I was like, why is this guy never been WCW champion? And, and we all made a decision that was going to change. But Booker was one of those guys, bro, that was such a nice guy. He was going to do whatever you told him to do. And in a political battle feel like that, the dude was just going to get eaten alive. Yeah. I think for Booker T, it seems like his mentality was, I'm super grateful for the opportunity, you know, because he was a, you know, former felon, you know I mean? Served some time and he changed his life around coming from prison and and got you know his you know global champ uh, wrestling federation spot in texas and built his way up so he's just like enjoying the ride because he's used to the streets you know back Absolutely. you know what i mean so he Absolutely. gets those those wcw opportunities he's like all right, cool. At least I ain't on the street. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm no, gonna- absolutely. Yeah. Chris, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I, and I respect, I respect that immensely. Um, but it is a, it is a political game, man. It, it wrestling is politics. And so you got to know how to play the game. It, it, that's with anybody. People say, okay, well, how come Austin didn't want to put, didn't want to put Brock over? How come this person didn't want to put this over? It's politics, man. You got to know, you got to protect your brand. I said this all the time. To this day, you know, Austin regrets walking out, but at the same time, he doesn't regret making the decision to just not put Brock over on some random raw. And I agree 100% with that, man, because you got to protect your brand. And and I wish that we had more people who look at the card, look at the list and say, no, I'm not going like you, you let's, let's turn this into some money. You know what I mean? You got to do something with this. You know what I mean? Like I don't mind putting the person over, but what am I getting out of this? Right. You know what I mean, so we need more people like that in, in, in the yeah. business. Yeah. Uh, we got Jay Venn 499. So the chat, how much are Rizzo and sports heater going to have to spend in order to get a W collision review and breakdown show with Vince Russo and Dr. Chris. Yeah. Raj, Raj, you throw some money at me to do an AEW show, bro, because I'll tell you right now, Raju, I don't, Chris, I don't do any AEW shows, hmm. none because I say, bro, if you'll pay me to watch the show, I'll watch it and critique it. Other than that, I ain't watching it. So uh, Raju. Yeah. Come on, man. Pony up. Um, I so AEW's on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Wednesdays are my self care days, so I'm not watching no <laughs> AEW live. Uh, Friday is kind of a calm down, calm ish down day from from a crazy work week, um, and so I just kind of relax and you know do a couple other things with family and the kids, and then Saturdays are date night with my wife every week, so. I'm not going to uh, put in a collision <laughs> and, and play oh, some. I'll, I'll, some uh, I'll, I'll do it solo, Raju, if the uh, price is yeah, right. I would have a field day with that show. Are you kidding me, bro? And there's some uh, there's some really cool people who uh, who are um, on the podcast, on the broadcast uh, media team with Sports Key that I'm sure that's, uh, uh, you know, 
good yeah. work. Let's well talk. Let's talk, yeah. Raj. Yeah. yeah. How about Vince Russo and Bill After? Uh, oh God, <laughs> that'd be tremendous. <laughs> I love Bill After. He's the best. Bill's my guy, man. I just talked to him on the phone today. Yeah. Uh, we got Jacko. Usinowski. Vince Russo, if you worked the WWF in 2002 during the WWF WWE name change, would you have incorporated that into some type of storyline? That's a great question, J uh, Jatko. And yes, I absolutely positively would have. Because to me, you, you, everything had, listen, bro, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, every, every, everything. Well, I, I, I might say that. I tried to make sense out of everything that I did. I tried to make sense. Like, like in other words, you know, take the Seth Rollins character. Bro, he bumped from character to character to character to character, never explaining why he was making the changes. All of a sudden, bro, one day he comes out laughing like the Joker. Yeah. There was no, did he fall on his head? Was he inspired by the film? There was absolutely nothing. I feel that everything, everything should have some type of an explanation. You know what have really worked with that? Um, as far as just continuity and, and connecting the dots, you know, I'm all about that. When he was feuding with The Fiend, that would have been a good transition and tie-in to make Seth Rollins be like laugh. You know, he he's feuding with with Bray, he's feuding with the Fiend, and the Fiend character is causing him to go into different dimensions of his mind that he's never tapped into. So then yeah. he starts to laugh and that kind of sting, like what Sting was in TNA. You know, what yes. I mean, when he became Joker Sting, yeah. there were some things, there were some feuds that he was at in, and then it, it was causing him to just kind of go into recess of his mind that he never did. And so he just started to do the, the face paint, the Joker gimmick. And it was a, it was a tie in to the reason why he was Joker staying. He didn't just become Joker. Bro, staying. I, I'm just watching the attitude here. You know, I'm going back and watching this now. And, and I, I get reminded of a lot of things that I forgot. Mm -hmm. And here's a perfect example, Chris. Bro, I always get blamed. I, I, I've, I've always had the finger pointed at me for the bra and panty match. Mm -hmm. Bro, I never booked a bra and panty match in my life. In my life. All those bra and panty matches came in the WWE after I left. Mm -hmm. Bro, do you know where that originated from? Let me give you, let me give you a history lesson, guys, so you understand how with me, I connected the dots. Mm -hmm. Bro, back in the day, they used to have tuxedo matches. Chris knows this. Howard Finkel used to be in them. And, and Harvey Whippleman, they yep. used to have a thing called a tuxedo match long before I was writing TV. So, Chris, what happened was on, on during the Attitude on the Raw show, we did the Sable and Sunny magazine covers. So we set a record with the number of copies we sold. Mm -hmm. So Vince Russo on the show as the editor of the magazine, I awarded Sable a plaque for selling X amount of copies, the highest seller, blah, blah, blah. Sable was dressed to the nines in like an evening gown. Mm -hmm. Okay. Luna comes out. I remember that. Attack Sable rips the evening gown off of her, okay? Humiliates her. 
So now the next Raw, Luna comes out and challenges Sable to an evening gown contest. And she basically threatens, next time I am going to strip you naked in front of the entire world down to your bra and panties if you even wear bra and panties. Now, of course, bro, we're trying to get to the kids in college. Oh, my <laughs> God, are we going to see Sable? That's what we're trying to get to. Yeah. So, bro, it is a it is an evening gown match taken from the tuxedo match, but it worked in the storyline. Yeah. Now, on commentary, JR says... Yeah, bro, this is very much like the uh, like the uh, tuxedo match. But, you know, JR says somebody's going to get stripped down to their bra and panties. Yeah. But my point is that story made sense mm-hmm. because she ripped Sable's evening gown, and that's how the match came into play. And, of course, from there, we're just going to book bra and panty matches. No, bro, there's got to be yeah. a reason for yep. everything, bro. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, well said. Well said. We got Simpa 550. Hey, buddy. Vince Russo is not Indian God like Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Too many Jabba's in WWE, not enough Hindu gods to market in India. All right. Speaking of India, uh, Hindu gods to market in India, where were our uh, India guys today, bro, on the show? And this year they had a, a hiccup of a, a segment uh, while Ricochet's music was playing. I didn't even see it. I didn't it was, even see it. It was super weird, man. Yeah. I'm like, I couldn't even hear a lot of what Jinder was saying. They were like in some, you know, uh, dim place, you know, and, you know, uh, underneath some boxes in the warehouse section of the uh, arena. While Ricochet's music was playing and they cut the promo. So they've already been uh, uh, authors of pain. <laughs> it's yeah. Cool. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yep. We get uh, Sean Jackson, $5. <laughs> Seth, original theme, did not have the old chant chat. It was added after he got with Becky to mirror her song's old chat. Okay. But, uh, I don't rec- I don't think so. I, I I do remember that being a part of it even if even if it's uh was that was a few years ago when they were feuding with if I'm not mistaken they were feuding with like Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans and had like a mixed tag match with the two and they weren't chanting the O at that time. So uh and then Seth Rollins he he had the O when he was feuding against the Fiend and then he was the baby face and he started to, and he turned heel uh, because people were, again, they wanted to make the fiend their objects of, of affection. So they right. started to cheer the, the fiend. <laughs> so that's what all the time. What's yeah. my object of affection? What's my shiny new toy? Um, it's interesting. There's another psychological co- concept called the Diderot effect. And it's like, uh, there was this uh, person named Diderot and he basically uh, was down the dumps. He was a businessman. He couldn't have any business. Uh, he didn't really need any business deals. And so someone bought his company and then he had some money and then he started to buy stuff that was like he never experienced. 
And then that became like his thing. Like he started to like buy stuff and feel better about buying stuff. It's kind of like a shiny new toy effect. And I think of the Ditero effect so much when I think of Tony, Tony Khan. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, God. it's like, it's oh, so. And then, and then the thing is, is like the fans, they have shiny new toys, man. They, they're like, who's our object of affection? Who's our, who's our object of love? We want to make it Daniel Bryan. We want to make it, you know, uh, Seth Rollins. We want to make it The Fiend. We want to make it Cody Rhodes now. You know what I mean? It's like, and Cody Rhodes was just booed heavily in AEW. And now he's cheered. So does that show that like WWE crowd don't care about AEW? And it's like <laughs> it's weird, bro. The whole dynamic it's is weird. Still man. It's, weird. it's so weird, bro. But like I said, my point of view is, and I think I speak for all of the casual bro. You could have it. We with you, yeah. you could have all of this, bro. Yeah. It's yours, bro. Enjoy it, man. Yeah, man. It's it's uh definitely to the point of like. Look, I I am looking from afar because I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a part of the the tribe yeah. that you're trying to promote here. All right, I'm gonna uh, run through the the card and let me know if you have any thoughts on uh, any matches here, so we can wrap up. Uh, we have Cody Rhodes and the Miz. Um, Cody Rhodes defeating the Miz. Of course, Miz continues his uh, no television win streak uh, since the beginning of the year. Uh, Becky Lynch had an uh, entering promo, promo getting interrupted by Zoe Stark and then Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. And again, bro, it's again, I, I've heard the promo a million times. Bro, the, the, nothing gets progressed. Trish Stratish is not there. The, the story does not get progressed. You're yeah. telling us now the same story you told us for the last three weeks. And of course, very predictable. Once again, Becky going over Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green, of course. Yeah. yeah. Stark, man, she looked nervous, especially when the crowd turned on her when she was. Bro, you know what I noticed with, with with a lot of these performers? You know what I noticed a lot of? What's that? Constant, constant. That tells me you have dry mouth because mm. you're nervous. Nervous, yeah. like really, bro. You see it constantly mm. with a lot of these performers, bro. Yeah, both of them botched a few times. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, Be Becky's talking about power, and she was fumbling on her words. She tried to cover it up, talking about power, and her fans was like, eh? And then Zoe Stark, she came out, and it was flat. Fans start chanting, what? And It's just, again, bloodthirsty crowd, man. That's, yeah. uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, we get... Judgment Day talking backstage. We get Damian Priest. Uh, they they are they are definitely teasing a uh, Damian Priest uh, babyface turn. I mean, they're definitely teasing, and I I like that. I, I like this guy. Looks like a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bro. This is I I believe this guy. It looks like they're doing a babyface turn. And man, you know, again, if this were me. I get him over huge as a baby face. Would you have him win the money in the bank and it, yes. it caused more dissension with the uh, 1000% and he is going to win money in the bank, bro. When they put that graphic up, if anybody else in that graphic beats him, it's, it's a freaking joke. That's I, the guy that should win it. I think he should win. Yeah. I definitely think he should win because yeah. it makes sense of how they can make this work as far as him becoming a baby face, because it's easy. It's, it's because 
Finn Balor's talking to J.D. McDonough in the back. So J.D. McDonough's going to be a replacement for Damian Priest. Bro, I already Bye-bye. forgot what that guy's name was. <laughs> I, I, I literally have with that pre-tape, I have Finn Balor and what's his name? I, I, I completely forgot who that guy Is was. this supposed to be an upgrade? If Madonna replaces Priest, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. So I think Priest should win. Uh, and I, and it makes sense because Seth Rollins beats Finn and now Finn is jealous that Priest won and then they kick, you know, he kicks him out. So, I mean, that, that makes sense. And then you, then you have Priest versus Finn at SummerSlam and Priest already has the case. And so that he can work his way up that way. So, I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, we have Riddle being attacked by, uh, and so we get. And again, th- th- this made totally no yeah. sense with Owens and Zayn not helping. This, this, I, I swear to God, it, it it was such a blatant miss. Yeah. I'm like, they got to be going somewhere with it. Yeah. They they have to be going somewhere with this. Yeah, and they flatline on that one. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we have Cody Rose cutting a backstage interview and thinking. Uh, Kathy Kelly at the end. It's so nice that he did that. Uh, Natalia cutting a backstage interview. So, so it seems like she's once again going to turn heel. She's been flip flopping for so long; it means nothing. But let's just forget Natalia. Let's go over this. Like when 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 segments are done like that. Like Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville coming in during so Zoe Stark's laziness. Bro. Why do they do that? It's just brought again. I'm I'm watching the Attitude Era today, and the week before, the nation turned on Farouk. Mm-hmm. So now, bro, the following week, they're waiting for him to come at the bill, show up at the building. So we go outside and they shoot a real fight, and and we do it in kind of like black and white and grainy. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, bro, they don't do stuff like this anymore because the business has evolved. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's evolved, bro. So that means we're going to be lazy and shoot everything in the back and never leave the building, bro. That's the evolution of the re- bro. Kiss my backside. You know what that is? That's laziness and lack of creativity. That's what it is. Why? Because you got wrestlers writing and laying out the show. And it shoots down any momentum from for any wrestlers. If you're trying to push Zoe Stark, why would her segment get shrouded by Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville? Oh, yeah, never bro, they, bro they, they, there's a saying. <laughs> there's a saying in wrestling. You can't leave you can't leave the guy there with his hand on his you know what. Yeah. They left her there with her hand on 1000 percent bro. They left her there with a hand on her on her like this. <laughs> like that that is a rule of thumb. And bro, the wrestlers would say that to you. Oh, what, bro? And then you're going to leave me standing there with my hand on my you know what? They left her there with her hand on. Horrible. Or, horrible. As Mel- or as Meltzer would say, um, you know, good stuff by having his hands in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, Chris. Wait a minute, Chris. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Let's take a breather. Hold yeah. on. Right, here we go. That shit that he does, I mean, with the hands in the pants, I mean, that is 
great stuff. Great That's stuff. it right there. Oh, that but was... not not this was not great stuff for us. <laughs> no, this, no, was, no, no. this was horrible. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, we have uh, let's let's get Rollins super chat real quick. Rollins one ninety nine. Boo. <laughs> The woman boss promos went along in the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goodness, man. It just uh, it at this point. Why are you botching so much? Like Becky Lynch, like she 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 botches a lot in her promos, man. And by this time, you should be taking promo classes in NXT enough to know and have more a lot of confidence in your delivery. And it's just. You know, Becky's she she has moments where she tries, she tries, and then she goes back into the same type of dorky sounding, you know, presentation that somehow the fans are supposed to like 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 this. That shit yeah. he does. I mean with the hands <laughs> in the pants. I mean, that is great stuff. I, I had the uh <laughs> I had the I had the cue before, but I <laughs> wait a minute, bro. I got I got I hold on uh I got Becky on the line. She's hot. Should I put her through? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, hold on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, play everything's Cork and Hall. So if you stay in Cork and Hall, you're going to walk. It's 20 minute train ride. I'm yeah. sorry. We're sorry. But Becky, we're yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's going to hang out in Cork and Hall in uh, promo classes. Uh, now, we then we have uh, Natalia backstage interview. So, yeah, back. Byron Saxon goes, leaves Natalia. So just just totally shrouds and just dampers her anything momentum goes to KO and Sammy after an Italian interview and then gets interrupted by Kaiser and Gunther to sets up the uh, tag match. So we get a recap of bloodline uh, saga and SmackDown. We get Bronson Rita against Ricochet again. It's DQ because Reed gets attacked by Shinsuke and then Reed gets an advantage on Nakamura and Ricochet, and then that just turns into a double <clears throat> tag team on Reed, which turns to a double suplex, and then they argue backstage. Uh, Again, I'm just going to ask. you got three people here, Ricochet, Reed, and Nakamura. Why do I either like them or dislike them? Why? What? <laughs> why, 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 why do I like Nakamura and dislike Bronson Reed? Why? What, and what, why what do you region? have Bronson Reed in the Money in the Bank match? He's like he's not in the Money in the Bank match. Ricochet and Nakamura. Why? Like I want a world championship. Oh, bro! Because why you do gotta I have, care you, about Bronson Reed? You got to have a five star match, man. That's it. You got to have a five star match. Seven or or seven or seven stars or seven. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you're looking for another soundbite. You you've got soundbites on deck, man. I love it, man. While you file your soundbite, uh, we got a re- uh, we got Finn Balor calling out Seth Rollins. That's that's a match, the world title match. Best Ironman match ever had that's ever been. Okay, now, bro, this, this 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 was atrocious. This 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 whole thing was so. And bro, you know what I really have underlined here? Like honestly, I got it underlined here, bro. You 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 have to understand how brutal this is on the talent. This is brutal, brutal on the talent. You're in that ring. You got a job to do. You got a message to get across. You're trying to set up an angle. This is brutal. Yeah. Brutal, bro. Yeah, it is. And I, again, man, you, you gotta look, you gotta look out for the for, for for the people, man. You gotta you gotta look out for your colleagues 
uh, in wrestling. Bret Hart was really big on that, man, as far as just looking out for fellow wrestlers and getting to the point where you're beefing this person up because the more you beef this person up, when you beat them, it makes you look stronger. Yep. So if you're beating someone who's very minuscule, who's getting hijacked by the fans, how is that helping your stock and your equity if you're beating someone who's either 50-50 or getting hijacked by the fans or not, or you're basically shrouding by allowing the hecklers to heckle? You know, I mean, yeah. that, that just doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, next, we have uh, Baszler defeating Raquel Rodriguez. Why, why did they do that? Why would you know. on a random like? Why would Raquel Rodriguez out of anybody? And isn't what's a, isn't Shotzi her partner now? Yes, and she wasn't out there. No. <laughs> why? Why? Why wouldn't Shotzi be the one? Like, you got to protect Raquel Rodriguez as much as you possibly can because she's one of the people in the back who legit looks. Like she can beat anybody backstage. Why would you have her randomly lose on a raw? See, that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about with Austin. Like, say something and speak up, man. Like, yeah. there's a lot of equity potentially in Raquel. And like, what why am I putting over back? I mean, am I beating her next week? Is there something coming out of this? Like, why am I just randomly doing this? Yeah. Uh Chad Gable defeating Eric. This is a to me, this is a fun segment because I think uh uh, Chad Gable's awesome uh, as far as just athletic athleticism, but I like the fact that they're starting to really build into their character as baby faces. There's nothing really was going to come out of this, but their their characters are being built as baby faces. Otis is just a natural baby face anyway, so he's getting back into yeah. fitting into what he's most comfortable in. I like the the uh, Maxine edition. And the gear change to me was a good thing too. So I like what they're doing with, with Maxine with this. So we'll, we'll see what they, where it goes, but I, at least it's something with them. Uh, backstage, we have Finn Balor talking to JD McDonough gets approached by Damian priest. You got anything on that? No, I, I literally, I got Finn Balor and what's his name. <laughs> and then uh, the main is Seth Rollins uh, backstage interview open challenge for next week uh before we get to the main actually so open challenge for the world heavyweight championship here's my logic with that vince why wouldn't one of the six people who are in the money of the bank say oh okay yeah i'll just do uh i'll just do an early early bet and just be twice why, why wouldn't one of the people who was eliminated from yeah exactly bronson reed you know yeah, exactly <laughs> right that's what i'm talking about bro there's so little thought put into this they don't care yeah. they don't care chris yeah it, it just it's like why i mean why don't baron corbin do it yeah. you know i mean like any if it's an open challenge who like who 
determines who accepts the open like the first person to respond like who's can you imagine my bro uh, can you imagine muhammad ali throwing out an open challenge bro the the jabronis that would have answered it could you could you imagine yeah bro i'm gonna throw out an open i don't care who's ranked where i'm gonna throw out an open challenge bro yeah and it's just it it doesn't make any sense to me it's like <sighs> I don't, I don't get it. Is it is it like a line that's in the back and the first person who runs to the line gets oh, it? Why so, can't Cody Rhodes like that's what, yeah? Him? I mean the guy in the chat room said why 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 doesn't Cody? Yeah, why you know, why like, isn't it Cody? Why can't he like if he wants to finish the story and he's he's beat Seth Rollins three times? Perfect. Like he like Brock Lesnar was there to elude Cody from being world champion. So you had Solo Sokoa, who distracted Cody from being champion. Cody still wanted to finish the story. Brock Lesnar basically derailed him. Brock Lesnar is gone. So essentially, Cody's like, oh, okay, so the only thing I have to do is just an open challenge? Okay, Dom, forget forget any type of beef we had. I, let, let bygones be bygones. I got much bigger fish to fry right now. I'm going to go ahead and accept that open challenge with Seth Rollins instead of worry about it. Bro, you. I love everybody on here saying Le- Lesnar answers. Why isn't it solo? What about Jey Uso? <laughs> bro, you know it's going to be Dolph Ziggler. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Seriously. Come on. Come on. You I got one for you. Be, I, you know it's going to be Ziggler, bro. I've got one for you. It's what? going to be Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Oh, bro. Uh, bro, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously bro yes 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 indeed, yes, indeed. Uh, i've got uh I, I think i know someone who will want to uh co-host uh an AEW show with me who's that oh yeah now we're talking now we're talking baby that's what i'm talking about bro AEW collision review yes featuring vince russo in the black scorpion <laughs> that is money man man that right there is absolute money aw collision review featuring vince russo and the black scorpion yes. sign me up i will watch that live ladies and gentlemen let them know about the brand my man wait a minute junior n says Dolph ziggler is from ohio is this is the show from ohio next week Cleveland next week yeah yeah, <laughs> Logan Paul be back. I hey, Miz is from Cleveland too. That's what man. I was just gonna say, bro. Miz is from Cleveland, right, bro? Yeah. Hey, oh, you got, oh, why you got a twenty dollar? Yeah, from Curtis. So I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Dana Brooks from Ohio, maybe she. Dana Brooks, Dolph. Seth yeah. Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we close, we got Rollins, nineteen ninety nine. Meculus was the top baby face, man or woman. She got pregnant, left, and lost that momentum. Now her fan reactions are worse than it was when she was ignored. Uh, horsewomen, they are so desperate to resuscitate her stardom. I think that's a good point. I think, what is it that's missing to you with, when it comes to Becky Lynch? What, 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 is, what is the disconnect to you? you is, is it possibly... The fans are so high on, you know, the battle hymn from Rollins. Can I tell you what I think it is? What's that? And she said it. She said it, Brian. I saw her in an interview with Austin. When she had the baby, she said with Austin, wrestling is not the most important thing in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. And, bro, I said, if the office hears that, 
there's going to be issues. Bro, my feeling, not knowing her from a hole in the wall, since she became a mom, I don't think her heart is in it. Hmm. I I just don't, bro. And you know, now you've got a you've got a couple of girls out uh, pregnant yeah. now. Alexa Bliss is pregnant. Alexa Bliss and uh, what's it? There's uh, who else? Uh, was a, a Graves is uh, Graves is uh, yeah, Carmella. Carmella, yeah. bro. I, I'm telling Billie you, Billy K is pregnant too. Who, uh, who is Billy K from the Iconics? Formerly yeah, I'm telling Iconics. you, bro. When when these when these women experience, you know, childbirth and motherhood, it's different from a guy, bro. It's there. There is a bond with mother and child, and and I'm telling you now. Now you got to go on the road and leave. Like I, I don't know, bro. I don't know if her heart is in it prior to being a mom. Yeah, that's how it was with Lacey Evans too. Yeah, I mean that's you know, and 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 there's there's nothing wrong with that, bro. But yeah. your 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 life changes, man. Yeah. Family family comes first, man. All right, let them know about the brand, my man. Yeah, guys, please, if you want to check out that Attitude Era show, guys, I do it every two weeks. I go in detail. I tell you what is go what was going on behind the scenes at the time. Please check it out, guys. The brand has been less than $5 uh, uh, $5 a month for 10 years, bro. We've never raised the price. Check it out. Russo'sBrand.com. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, bro. Junior uh, Ren just said Johnny Gallo. Yeah, that's right. He, he's, he's, a Ohio, he's a fellow Ohioan no, as well. Bro, man. Bro, if it's Johnny Gargano, I might have to boycott hey, the show. Hey, he had a big hit last week, man. It might Bro, be Gargano. I, I may have to boycott the show for a week. Seriously. <laughs> oh man, it might it might be, man. It might be Gargano. Uh, well, there's a bunch of Ohioans that uh uh, uh Angelo Dawkins, I believe, is from Ohio too. I think he's uh, from Cincinnati, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So EC three? You see, threes from Ohio. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Hey, he might, he might be, he might accept a challenge, man. We'll, we'll talk about it uh, on our uh, show. Uh, will he accept a, the open challenge? Uh, let me see. Uh, Angelo Dawkins was born in Cincinnati. Yep, he's a he's a fellow Ohioan as well. So, lots of lots of Ohioans. Of course, me. I'm an Ohioan. Yes, uh, I am a diehard Ohioan. Uh, Columbus born, Columbus bred. And by God, I want to be Columbus dead, ladies and gentlemen. Look, right. guys, in the house. Vince Russo, Dr. Chris, this is Roddy. You got another shout out, guys. I mean, with the hands in the pants. I mean, that is great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so long. <laughs>